Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Arts House on Cork's 96FM and C103. Now last night, Connor and myself sat back with two superb jazz gigs broadcast from the Cork Opera House. Lita Leahy sang a programme of super new music at six o'clock. It was brilliant. She's just unreal. And Paul Dunlee and Cormac McCarthy then played another stunning and really, really moving concert at eight o'clock. It's so exciting to see the lights turned on at the Cork Opera House. And so this week I was chatting to its director, Eileen Gleeson. Eileen, I know that there was a massive, massive excitement, particularly among the tech crews in the Opera House when, with, say, for example, the Cork Folk Festival was managing to put gigs on the stage and T.G. Cahar were filming them. And wow, for an empty house where we were looking at row upon row upon row upon empty seats. On the one hand, yes, it was heartbreaking. But on the other hand, the place looked spectacular and it was a sort of a, a candle in the window for the arts of it's not going to lie down and music is still being made and hope is still there. What was it like for you as director to be looking at that on screen and to know what was happening? Well, first of all, it was absolutely fabulous to see something happening on our stage, you know, like, I mean, it's so wrong and unnatural for us to see the place dark, you know, like the place is alive, like 300 plus nights of the year. So to have it dark for six months has been devastating, really, is the only word I can find for it. So to have the folk festival come in and the place looks so beautiful, it was just, I mean, my heart soared, to be totally honest, watching it, because it just started all to make sense again very quickly. Keeping the doors open of the Opera House has been, like, absolutely our mission. a business that you have to work really hard to make sense of financially all the time. So to then have something like a global pandemic stop us, it just just so came out of the blue to us, as it did for every industry, Anne-Marie, you know. But the thing is, I suppose, like you mentioned there in terms of volatility, like the Opera House has been burned down before and came back like a phoenix from the ashes. And the Opera House has had yeah. enormous financial hurdles and walls to climb over before and has still come clambering over, waving the flag on top of the barricades, you know, we will not lie down. And this programme that you've produced for the next couple of months is a real testament to that. It's like a shiny light saying, okay, you want trad? We got trad. You want jazz? We got jazz. You want the musicals from the West End? We got them too. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, I think it gives me great comfort and hope that the Opera House has overcome so many obstacles in its past. The Opera House is 167 years on the go now. And this is not going to stop us. And I think that, you know, very quickly as an organization, we came to terms with that, like that, okay, this, you know, we may not be able to have an audience in the house. If it's an audience, it'll probably be a small audience. So we just need to adapt and we need to make sure that we're still making opportunities to make art and putting this program on our stage 
is something that we would never have had the opportunity to do because this time of year, we go from the jazz into Cork City Ballet into Panto and it's a really, really busy time of year and it's the same every year and we never really get the opportunity to think outside the box about the stage, you know, to this extent anyway. So when I sat down to plan the programme, first and foremost, like I said to myself, like we have an opportunity here to advocate on behalf of the people in our locality and putting those people on our stage has to be our priority because many of these musicians haven't had a gig since March. Mm-hmm. Like they haven't been, they haven't picked up their instrument to play professionally to an audience in a long, long time. And there's something that's desperately, desperately sad about that. And I just really, really wanted to make sure that there was an opportunity for these people to have a platform on our stage. And I think actually, if you look at the history of the Opera House, like we've always been a platform for local artists and now can't be any different. So sitting down to planet, you know, I wanted across genre approach and I wanted uh, a number of different musicians who have and have not stood on our stage and performed before have are established and some not so established so there's an opportunity for a personal growth for the artist there's an opportunity for them to experiment with new music and there's an opportunity for our patrons to like really engage with what the opera house does well there's no other organization in the country who could put this program together at this moment except for the opera house it's very individual to who we are and what we do and i think that that's what's really lovely about it a couple of different things in it would not happen either without the the backing of the opera house specifically like i'm looking for example at on the 14th of november and it's not the first it's the third performance that's going to take place online but lilith a song cycle this couldn't happen anywhere else not at the moment no and i mean john o'brien as you know and Marie has has worked extensively in the Opera House, in particular over the last number of years with the establishment of our own orchestra and with the Opera Concert Series. John is a hugely important artist to us and somebody who we call on time and time again because he's an extremely versatile artist, a hugely important artist in our society and somebody who we really do need to champion. Now, this is his composition with his partner, Edino O'Donoghue, who's an am- amazing actor and writer. And we all know and love the soul queen that is Karen Underwood. This is Karen in a completely different light, I suppose. It's a song cycle. I saw it as part of the Midsummer Festival a few years ago and it was an absolutely exceptional piece of work and something that I have been looking for the opportunity to put it on the stage. So this has given us that opportunity. But like you say, Elmarie, this needs to be backed, you know. It needs an organisation like the Opera House to identify it and say, OK, we're going to get behind this piece of work and we're going to support it and we're going to give it an opportunity, which is what we've done here. And it's an absolute joy and a privilege to do it, I have to say. One of the last big concerts that I was at in the Opera House was only like a couple of weeks, even if the week before the doors were forced to close, which was the traditional and folk night at the end of the Right Here, Right Now Festival. And at that night, oh my God, I will, I can still feel the hairs going up at the back of my neck listening to the music that Cormac McCarthy had arranged and composed even as well for that night. How fantastic to have Cormac back behind the piano and another great lineup of guests for a folk and tread night on the 20th. Absolutely. I mean, that event as part of the Right Here Right Now Festival was, I think it was an exceptional moment for, uh, well, certainly for me as the director of the Opera House to see that unfold before my eyes. Like, the standard of that performance was so high. The music was so engaging and so beautiful. And I suppose the talent behind it was so evident. Like, 
I wanted to recreate that in some way as part of the season. Cormac is another artist who's very, very versatile and somebody who's an exceptional talent in our locality and somebody who I think needs to be championed by the Opera House because he has all of it to bring, you know, from an arranging and a composing and a performing point of view. And also, we need to be making our stage available to, to, to traditional music. It's not the genre that platforms on the Opera House stage very, very often because we have a thousand seats to sell, you know. There are very few things that can sell huge amount of seats in that particular genre, but that kind of doesn't matter here, you know. And um, what matters is that we are giving these musicians a chance to come and and perform and recreate the magic that was on the stage that night through and I suppose that's coming through Cormac and his involvement and Cormac's curating this gig and he's chosen the musicians that he wants to work with and he's choosing the programme and again I said to Cormac when we established that we would be doing this that I want it in the same spirit as the Right Here Right Now Festival and he totally gets that you know I think as well look at that concert that happened that night at the end of February it was almost you know preaching to the converted everyone who was in that audience knew everyone who was on stage nearly there was kind of connections all over the place even though the place was packed but having it online like this allows it to grow an audience that could in future come and fill that thousand seater stadium and this is a kind of an interesting opportunity in terms of audience exposure and and growth in new areas too isn't it i mean the fact that we can invite anybody from anywhere in the world it is an opportunity and like with everything there you have to be able to see the opportunities that are in front of you I mean I'll give you an example now our Christmas concert is a concert that sells out every year Mm -hmm. and there are people who can't get tickets every year like that won't be the case this year granted you might have to watch it from home or you might watch it from your bed or you might watch it from the kitchen table you know you don't have the experience of getting dressed up and going out for the night but like the spirit of it will be the same absolutely and i think people can get dressed up at home you know that's another sort of bridge that we'll cross when it comes to it but i think people are used to now kind of adapting as well as a home audience to seeing things like this and like yeah. for example take take one of the next performers, Molly Lynch, who's doing an evening of West End music on the 21st. I mean, Molly, actually one of the only, you know, I think the only production open in London there for for a while recently before things were all forced to close again. Fantastic chance to kind of showcase not just Irish talent, but literally Cork talent that is shining in London at the moment. Yeah, there is incredible talent in London at the moment that came out of Cork and we have two of the top talent on our programme with Claire O'Leary as well, who before COVID closed the West End, Claire was on the stage of Les Mis, and they're of the Opera House, and they're of the school music. You know, they've gone through the ranks in Cork and really and, and took the really, really difficult and challenging decision to go to London and have, and have like, have really risen to the top, you know? I mean, Molly Lynch is, like, an absolute star, and she is very connected to Cork still, and she, you know, she is really looking forward to the opportunity to perform to Cork audiences. Now, obviously, as she's based in London, we are, we're not asking her to travel. We're actually going to stream from London. Wow. And just how amazing it is that we can do that now, you know, and that the Opera House can present work from London. It's incredible to think that that's something that we are going to do now. You know, um. <laughs> I mean, I can't like I've had I've had really interesting meetings, staff meetings on Zoom yeah. from about April onwards. We were nearly on Zoom every single week. We were doing all sorts of stuff in school. 
I can't even begin to imagine the kind of Zoom meetings and staff meetings and tech meetings you're having in the Opera House to make this possible. I mean, like, we as consumers of online performances can kind of take a certain amount of it for granted when each one of us is able to just throw on Facebook Live if that's what we want to do. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. taking it up to this next level and facilitating lighting, sound, tech, streaming, mm-hmm. essentially becoming a television studio, it's extraordinary the leaps that have had to be taken. When you put it like that, I suppose it is extraordinary, Anne-Marie, but I suppose there's a few things there. Like the first thing is, you know, needs must, and we are adapting to the circumstances that we find ourselves in. You know, it is 100% our intention and our ambition to keep the connection with our patrons warm and this allows us to do that so whatever we need to do to make that happen we'll do it i suppose the other thing is that we have a really incredible team in the opera house who are used to adapting to all sorts of circumstances because we make so much of the work that we put on our stage ourselves you know we have a really versatile really Mm. deeply specialized team of people who i could happily throw any situation at and i know that they would be able to handle it um, so this is just another example of that. Now, we always use outside expertise and, you know, there are some really, really good people who are ex- experts in this area who are helping us and we're learning from. But yeah, it's it's not easy, but it's something that we are prioritizing doing. Like we really, really do want to reach out to our patrons at a time where, you know, I feel like they really need us as well. Like people need music. And in order to even process what has happened over the last eight months, like people need the arts and they need music to come out the other side of this, you know, to understand what has happened to like self-reflect and think about the impact that it has had on our society and our culture. The arts will help with that and will almost, you know, be a great way to filter our experiences through. So that's a responsibility now that the arts have. And we have a responsibility to provide people with the opportunity to do that. People are as well, I think, Anne-Marie, they're lonely, they're at home, they're isolated from their family, they're isolated from their friends. And it's hard to access experiences through television, you know. So we need to, I suppose, give people the opportunity to have new experiences. And that's something I think that the arts can do and that we're trying to do with this programme. And not only that, we're also heading into the Christmas season. I mean, I think we almost kind of covered the November programme there, besides, of course, the Collins Live Partnership, which is a brilliant night at the end of November. But then once you hit December, it's full into Christmas. And these are brilliant Christmas presents that people can buy for each other. I mean, like last year, I was laughing. I never had so many pre-bought tickets for shows (laughs) in Cork and Dublin and London as I ever did in my entire life as I did for 2020. I think this is the way the cookie crumbles, but I would absolutely think that gifts, like giving somebody the present of the Divas Christmas would be amazing. Or Claire O'Leary, you talked about her. She's doing a fantastic night of the Great American Songbook. I mean, one of the stars of Les Mis in the West End, singing all of those American classics right into your sitting room. I mean, what a brilliant present that would be. Incredible present. And I mean, the standard Elmarie is just through the roof, you know. I mean, Magella and Kelly and Emma doing their Divas Christmas. I mean, you know that's just going to be a stunning event and it's going to be an absolute riot. I have no doubt about that. I mean, those three ladies are exceptional talents. and They're dangerous. They're dangerous, Aline. They're dangerous together. Their heads are big enough already, but they're dangerous together. Fantastic. They're hilarious and it's going to be fabulous. And I've like, I can't, I can't wait for that one. And then Claire, who is just this like talent. I mm. mean, just the talent that girl has. She was in our proms last uh, summer. She did the Broadway night and the proms for us. And it was her first time on the stage, on our stage in, in a while. 
she just blew everybody away. Like, yeah. it was just astonishing. Like, she's just turned into this absolute, like, world-class star, you know? Um, so we're really, really pleased that she's going to come and do this for us. And we're really honoured and privileged that she's taken the time to come and do this. And I think she's going to tie it in with coming home for Christmas. And, and that would be really nice, you know? And hopefully um, restrictions will allow that to happen at that time, you know? And then we're on to our Christmas concert. And we're, we've yet to announce the lineup for the Christmas concert. But I'm working on it. And I think that it's going to be some really special guests this year. And again, like you said earlier on, this is a new opportunity for people to like celebrate Christmas at home, get dressed up, get the family together, break out the champagne and just go for it. And we was our end of the bargain is that we would give you an exceptionally special Christmas experience. And if you keep your side of the bargain and show up and and come on stream, I don't think anybody will regret it. I think there is yet to be confirmed the possibility of whether or not things will be run or be able to be run under stage uh, level three guidelines by Christmas or not, whether or not small little audiences will be allowed within the auditorium. And those are sort of the, as Rumsfeld used to say, the unknown unknowns where we don't know what the hell is going to come down. You know, but I think you're just rolling with it. It's uh, really thrilling an exciting and joyful programme that you've put together for the next couple of months. And like, if this is what you put down as your marker as the, at the start, I can only imagine what is coming down the lines for 2021. And, it, you know, it is sad that this is the way we are talking about presenting performances and communicating and sharing. But it's amazing that it's happening at all. And that's down to the entire determination of the team. And it's it's really exciting. I mean, I'm, I'm curious as to, I suppose, looking at what TG Carr did with the stage in terms of facing back into the audience as opposed to having a set behind you. I know there's all sorts of possibilities which are open now for that kind of presentation. So I'm sure we'll be glued to a different view every time. But Eileen, it's just such a pleasure talking to you about the whole thing and how how joyful is it to see action happening on the stage of the Cork Opera House where it belongs. Thank you so much, Elmarie. And it's it's been a joy to put it together and we're really, really looking forward to welcoming our patrons to the events online and we'll look forward to seeing you all then. Hopefully when that is allowed. So that's Eileen Gleeson, who's the director, of course, of Cork Opera House. And I have to say, for the two gigs we tuned in for last night, Leisha Leahy and, of course, Paul Dunley and Cormac McCarthy, it was so, so easy to um, to get those tickets. And the app that they're using, the platform they're using is called Dice. And you can download the app, but it prompts you to do that along the way. And for almost all of the concerts that they're streaming so far, tickets for those are just €5 Euro leading up to, like, tickets maybe about 10 euro for the Christmas concert stuff. So really, really accessible, really affordable, and everyone should be able to take part and enjoy those concerts live from Cork at home. Cork's 96FM and C103. The Arts House with Griffin's Potatoes Cork. Fresh, flowery and full of taste. It's at the root of what we do. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.